Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McManaman. This week, Sean and I are discussing power struggles and office politics, how to recognize them, and some options to help mitigate them. So with that, let's start the show. So Sean, uh, this week, I think we're going to move to more of a uh, broad topic. Uh, I think it uh, involves most of the environment, if not all the environment. We're going to talk about uh, power struggles. So <laughs> very yeah, this will be an interesting, interesting conversation. But I, I think you know a lot of people see them happening, and I think it's worthwhile at least chatting about how to how to overcome them. Yeah. So I mean. What we're talking about here is uh, power struggles. Some people might call it office politics. Um, I'm sure that there's a lot of other words that people use for this. But in essence, this is the kind of stuff that slows down work. It makes it to where it's difficult to get get things done, get things through the organization. And uh, I think it's a, a very important topic to make sure that uh, – uh, that we cover since we are trying to uh, discuss topics that um, uh, help support the the business environment. So, um, so whether we're talking about politi- office politics or, or power plays, you know, really we're talking about communication. So how how should we handle um, first as as leaders as managers uh, communicating or, or trying to work through? You know, power struggles that we recognize in the environment. Well, that, that's a good point. Less recognizing the power struggle. That's where I would say a lot of organizations have their first issue with with office politics or power struggles developing. They they don't get the pulse of the organization. They're not out understanding what their folks are doing and what the processes are that they're doing. So, you know, to bring this all back to you know the lean journey and and managing a good culture uh, the leader the leader should ensure that a power struggle can't emerge because the way a power struggle typically emerges is when a, when a leader sits behind their desk they don't come out and see what's going on one person or two people whatever however big the organization is somebody will communicate with that leader and if that leader then is just hearing one one part of the story of what's going on if that person happens to be somebody that thinks that they can curry favor by being the only one communicating, then that's how politics start and, and the power struggle starts. And, and one of those areas of the power struggle is information. If that if that person that's that's communicating with the leader, you know, knows knows and has information and can funnel information through them, well, then that just creates the divide between the leader and then their their people doing the rest of the work. So. I think the first thing we need to talk about is um, either the, the, the key components of recognizing a power struggle and why power struggles or office politics, let's go ahead and stick with the word power struggles, why they're detrimental to the workplace. I mean, going into some detail there, why is, why is power struggles, some people might say that they can be a good thing. They're maybe a force for change. I'm not sure I agree, but uh, I have heard people say that before. That is a good point. Yeah, force for change. Now, making changes are good. Making changes for the sake of change is never good. Never good, um, yeah. Bringing in, 
and, and so making a change for the sake of change does not line up with with a lean environment. A lean environment gets input from the people that are intimate with the process and and making sure that the information on how that process flows through the organization, how it works, and then what can be done in a collaborative fashion to make it better, that's where that's where sharing of information is beneficial to the organization, where hoarding information would be anti-lean. So why is a power struggle then something that we should mostly avoid? Is it is it detrimental to how work flows through the system? Is it detrimental towards getting work done? Is it um, you know, you know is it wasting time? That that is one side of it, and I, I like to go to the other side of it is uh, is the people side when there's a power struggle, and and the culture is such that that not everyone is heard equally or, or not everyone's work is is assessed fairly and you know I, I understand life isn't fair and not everybody gets a, an award I, I completely agree if you come in second well you're, you're the first loser now wait a minute if, if you're in second grade that's what you're taught though <laughs> life is fair and everybody yeah. does get an award well, let's not go down that we'll, path <laughs> yeah we won't go down into that, that path the state of the country and the, and the earth right now. anyway uh, anyway hmm. The thing is, though, you want to be you want to be assessed fairly, right? Uh, you want your you, and, and people that do, do good work should be recognized. Uh, a lot of a lot of studies and articles that I've read say that you know monetary compensation isn't the sole driver in people that are motivated. Um, Agreed. Keeping them motivated and, and providing other other intangible as well as tangible. Benefits is something that will that will help you create a stronger workforce. So when it comes to when it comes to that you know full aspect of managing the folks in your group, um, making sure that that they're understood as well as as well as um, you know compensated and 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 their input is equal to their effort. Yeah. And as a leader, as a leader, you should you should see that. And and you know what? If if for some reason you can't, as a leader, uh, acknowledge somebody or or compensate them for what they just did, if you know one time event or something like that, then talk to them and tell them, tell yeah. them that you appreciate them. And and that that is something that will keep the office politics down. The other thing, the other thing that will keep the office politics and, and power struggle down is is being clear on what you see as a leader. Right. You know, I I see what's going on. And, and you never know, want to chastise anyone or correct someone, you know, forcefully in public. It's always, it's always correct in private, praise in public. Those are some old adages that you don't, you don't hear too often, but I know as I was growing up through business, that's what uh, managers and leaders would say the right thing to do is. And I completely agree. I think it still holds true. Yeah, so is that your pick for the week? That old adage? Yeah. You know, I, have a, I have a different adage or a different pick of the week. But, uh, that's you know a, I, that's I, a good I, one, though. Say, say it one more time. Uh, you, you, uh, I, I, I think really what it was, and I can't attribute it to some speaker or something, I forget who, who was the first one who told me about it, but it was criticizing private, praise in public. Okay. Criticize uh, correct. Criticize yeah. correct. Yeah, I do like that saying. That's a that's a good one. 
Um, so, yeah. so people think, so part of this is people are, um, naturally want to retain knowledge. Uh, they're demanding that you do it their way. I think that's a big part of why power struggles start to come about because they feel like they're being infringed on. Uh, you know, of course we keep going back to the lean methodology saying that, uh, you know, we should share, we should, uh, work together as a team. It's very team oriented. Um, if somebody's not team oriented, I think that that's one of the first things that you've got to get people trained on and get them to understand the importance of that, because that's where knowledge sharing won't happen. If that's not one of the first things that's in place. Yes. And, and understanding and acknowledging that by the leader is very important because there are, there is, a spot on the team for someone that might be an individual contributor. Right. Uh, making sure that, that that individual contributor does what they what they are good at doing. You shouldn't force you know a square peg into a round hole. So understanding if that person is on your team, make make them as productive as possible as as the leader. Don't don't just say hey you've got to try to um, come along with the rest of the group. If, if you need everyone to be of like mind, well, then that, that other person shouldn't be on the team. So um, managing managing that also helps under helps the understanding throughout the team as to the roles they each play. Yeah. Because because if, if, if you don't understand the role, if the role is not clear between the, the, the different folks on the team, then you might get the symptom of a power struggle. And really, and really, you know, the person that might be hoarding information, they might be just an individual contributor that is a data, a data-driven person, and they like to they like to just live in a big old Excel Excel spreadsheet. Well, if they don't have the natural ability to share some summary findings with the rest of the team, the rest of the team might think, "Well, that guy's just hoarding information, not sharing." Well. That's just not their nature. So the leader of the group has to understand that, make sure that there is a, a summary, because not everybody should be digging into the into the deep details. You know, it depends on what project you're running, of course. But but that information has to be has to be turned uh, into a summary so that the rest of the team can take action. Now let's be clear that office politics and power struggles happens at any level of the organization. It's not well, just. You know, it's not just the manager at the top holding on to things and not uh, uh, sharing or trying to keep things status quo. Uh, these kinds of actions and activities can happen at any level within the organization from top to bottom. I mean, do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, think, I agree. I agree. And, and uh, I, think, I think at the lower echelons of the organization, um, it happens more frequently because there are more people. It's a bigger problem. Population down there, and well, so that's why I, I always say middle management, upper management has to keep an eye on that. Well, and it's almost like you could, for some reason in my mind, it's almost like you could use the word office politics for people that are in the lower echelon, and use the words power struggles for people that are kind of in the upper echelons. I mean, for some reason, my brain. Um, kind of thinks and separates those two in that fashion. I don't know if that's right or wrong. It just, it, for some reason, I I think of managers, leaders, uh, usually dealing with power struggles, you know, fiefdoms, kingdoms, uh, those types of things. And I think of office politics as, you know, uh, two people arguing 
um, uh, about the way to, you know, file a file or something. Right. You know, right. Uh, you're not doing it right. Well, no, you're not doing it right. I was told to do it this way, you know. <laughs> well, and that's, yeah, that's the thing. A lot of that does degrade into like fourth grader actions, you know. And, and, oh, agreed. You know, what, what we try to do is, is prevent that, uh, that from happening. You know, one of the things that I was that I was thinking about earlier when we were talking about this topic is, well, how do you how do you counter the effects of office politics? Right. And 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 I go back I go back to coming from the place of inquiry. That was one of the things that that I learned somewhere along the way. That if if you if you inquire about what you could be doing and how you you can you can understand your job better and, and and impart by those questions the the response that you would expect to hear from you know your manager the leader others in in your organization um, by asking those questions and getting the answer out on the table that should clear up how things are supposed to be done who's supposed to be doing these things without without accusing anybody of office politics or, or power struggles. You know, it's it's rather than saying, "Hey, so and so does so and so is doing this, and that's my job." You know, you go to you go to your leader, your manager, and say, "Listen, the way I understand how I'm supposed to conduct my day or produce this report is this way. Is that clear? Is that is that clear to you? Am I missing anything?" So I think if it always it always um, reduces the tension in a situation if you go into it by trying to clarify. By things for yourself, and and then nobody, uh, there were the other people in the conversation. They don't feel attacked. Yeah. So I think there's there's two words that I think are very important to to combating this, um, and I think clarity is one of them. Like you brought up right there, but I also think expectations is another word that really is important to making sure that 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 people are understand their boundaries. If if expectations are set. And they're clearly given, you know, I think that the combination of those two words is really what uh, uh, will drive an environment that uh, understands what they're supposed to be doing, understand where they're supposed to be focused, understand kind of what they're pointing towards as a whole. And if you can get everybody kind of pointing in the right direct, same direction, then hopefully uh, the power struggles and the office politics are minimized. I'm not sure you'll ever get get rid of them because we're all human beings. We all have unique personalities. Uh, you know, we all think a little bit differently. Hence, why we have this discussion each week. <laughs> but but I but I think you could get rid of most of it if you were all pointed somewhat. You know, pointed towards north. You know, and y'all are heading towards north. You know, some of you aren't going south. Some aren't going east. Some aren't going west. You know, most of you are going north. You know, so that's when, very clear. Right. It's clear. And what does it take to be clear? Yeah. A good leader. We, we talk about this week after week. Yeah. A good leader. Now, and now a good leader, and I, and I think they're, they're somewhat hard to find. Someone that can lay out expectations because what comes along with expectations is accountability. Yes. In order to, in order to keep everyone pointing north, then, then you have to be accountable for your part of the job. And the leader, after having set those expectations – has to hold people accountable if they're not doing what they are supposed to be doing. And, and then, at, you know, we've kind of come full circle here. How does the leader know if the person's doing what they are supposed to be doing? Well, they are intimate with either the outcome or 
down deep into the process. And now, you know, depending upon where you sit in the organization, how deep you can get in the in the organization into the process is, um, you know, it changes with how, how high you are in the organization. But the thing is, you've got to be smart enough as the leader to understand what what metrics, what information do you need that will give you the input that you need so that you're not ignorant. I, I really like the word ignorant and ignorance. Um, it's not in a bad way, but I think a leader should understand how ignorant they are to what their folks are doing. Okay. And, and, and what information do they need to prevent them from being completely ignorant? Right. <laughs> you, know? you know, I mean, ignorance is just a lack of knowledge or lack of understanding. So, you know, that's why, that's why you have, if you're, if you're a leader and you've got 20 people working for you, you don't want to know what each of those 20 people are doing minute by minute. You need some summary and you need to put in a, a path for the information to get from those 20 people into the summary that will give you the information that you need so that you can go on now and leverage that information to provide to your manager, your boss, you know, the organization, to the customers, uh, the product that you're there to produce. So can we, uh, you think we can publish the CEA rule? CEA. <laughs> Clarity, Clarity, expectations, and accountability. That's going to be our... Uh, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> so first you start with uh, clarity, you move on to expectations, and then you hold them accountable. Kind of a nice uh, um, little pathway to to dealing with stuff, dealing yeah. with these types of issues. So actually, maybe that's what we should uh, let me let me just change it around a little bit, and and uh, and we'll trademark it in some way. Oh, okay, there you uh, go. Ace Ace Formation. Ace formation. Uh, oh no! Yeah, yeah. Ace accountability. I guess it doesn't go. It doesn't go that direction. No, you got. Yeah, you got to start the other direction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, there goes our money making idea. <laughs> uh, we're backwards. We just have to put a negative one in front of it. There you go. So, are there any other uh, things that we should touch on on uh, discussing uh, power struggles and office, office politics? You know, the bottom line is that. Um, People can become very frustrated working in an environment that has a lot of uh, power struggles and, and office politics. So it's as a leader, it's definitely something you want to keep your ear to and make sure you're, you're paying attention to your environment. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the other things that, that, I, that I try to um, impart on the folks that I, that I talk to and, and even you know, practice myself is that, is that it's more about me and what I do. And I shouldn't. I shouldn't get upset at what other people do. If other people want to play politics and and, and try to try to run a power struggle, if it's not, if or let me put it this way, if it is hindering your work effort, then you've got to raise the questions and ask for that clarity. Right. Okay. There's no doubt. You have to. You have to do that. If you're not able to do what you're being held accountable to do, then you've got to ask the questions that will shine a light on on whatever hindrance is happening because of this office politics power struggle. Um, but when it comes to, when it comes to managing your own peace of mind, if you can, if you can focus on what you're doing and, and the output that you're doing and the information that you're providing to the rest of your team and to your, your leadership, then Worry less about what the other people are doing and, and how they're and how they're conducting their lives. Right, and then I think you know? that has to do with how big your scope is. 
You know, um, obviously your your scope you can't you can't change somebody else's um, effect or the or the way they're handling stuff if uh, they're out of your scope. Now, being an example can help with that, but I think that uh, directly. I think being an example is kind of your best bet. You're not going to be able to do much more than that. Uh, anything else uh, other than that is going to create, well, what we talked about, probably some office politics and power struggles if you try to do that. So That is true. So I being an example is probably a better way to go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, uh, is there any, anything you want to sum up in this particular one? I think anything that we should um, kind of um, – you know, top off with to kind of help close this one up, and then we'll go on to our picks of the week. I think we pretty much covered in the last two minutes with your your statement about being an example. Yeah, uh, you know, worried about worrying about what you need to do, and then finding clarity if if there is a, a hurdle for you to get over because of a colleague, right? And, and the colleague's actions um, don't don't get sucked into that uh, power struggle. Um, stay stay above it and generate more clarity with your leadership and the rest of your team so that everyone is clear as to what uh, needs to be done and what the output has to be. So you like to pick books. I like to pick shows. <laughs> <laughs> so you're so you calling me a dork. I think both of us are dorks. <laughs> uh, so your I, pick of the week, what is it? Uh, my pick of the week, kind of along the same the same. Uh, frame of thought is it's a book about emotional intelligence. I, I think I might've mentioned emotional intelligence before, but uh, Daniel Goldman, he's a, he's a guy that uh, generated this, this um, process on emotional intelligence and, and his book is emotional intelligence. Why it can matter more than an IQ. And, and the thing that I like about it is that it generates Topics of discussion about skills that you can learn. So your IQ, you're as smart as you are. Whatever these, all these IQ tests, yeah. you, you know, your your IQ is where it's at. But emotional intelligence um, is something that that you can work on and and enhance and and become better at controlling situations. Right. And so from that aspect, I think whether it's office politics or any other tough discussion that you might have to have by having a higher emotional quotient EQ is what they call it right um, you you would come off better you'll feel better you'll 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 generate more positive output yeah I'll um, you know I'll do something that my wife finds out of the norm for me and she goes oh your your EQ just went up a notch good job <laughs> See, yeah I think this EQ business has been going on probably for about 10 years now I, Daniel Goldman actually has a a supplemental book to his right. first book the one that I mentioned was his first book but um, he's got a supplemental book to it but I figured I would, I would uh, start off with with this first one that yeah, that is a good, is a good. That one is a good one for this topic. Yeah, absolutely. So my pick of the week is, like I said, it's a show. I got wrapped up into it last week. Uh, it's called Silicon Valley. And what's interesting about it, and one of the reasons why I picked it for this show, is because you talk about putting a light on what power struggles and office politics look like uh, in an in an environment where you're doing startups and things like that, where uh, emotional intelligence 
a lot of times are pretty low, even though you're dealing with people with IQs that are way high. Oh, uh, it was it's very interesting to take a topic like this and watch how you know a uh, a company is trying to grow or start off, and they're dealing with the stuff that they don't want to deal with. You know, mm-hmm. in this case, they're dealing with you know they're wanting to just program and put out a product. Well, they're realizing and learning there's more to creating a business than just developing the product. You know, you've got to deal with all the the politics and activities that go on with putting people in the same room together. <laughs> that is awesome. And, and so where, where is that show? What's it's on it? HBO. Oh, HBO. And, and so it's a series. It's not a it's not a real case, but it is set in Silicon Valley, um, and it's a kind of a sitcom um, about a fake company starting up. Uh, but it's just, you watch it and you just go, I bet it's like that. No doubt. <laughs> so it's the next, it's the next day of the office. See, they have Steve Carell in that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My daughter watched all of those, but, uh, uh yeah. so anyways, that's our, uh, topic for the week. So we will, um, wrap this one up and, uh, prepare for the one next week. We thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man vs. Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit Sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.